all of the audio stuff is looking good. Macy, talk real okay. quick. Uh, this is Macy talking. This is Macy talking. This is Macy talking. <laughs> um, over and out. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs> do you read? I mean, do you copy? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my God. hilarious. Welcome to Crag House, the show where we are gals talking about crags. My name is Carolyn DeRosa. I'm a third-year film student here at Penn State University studying uh, or minoring in English English technology? No. English (laughs) and music technology. (laughs) I'm joined by my co-host, Macy. Macy, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Hi, everyone. I'm Macy. I'm a second-year student here at Penn State um, with a major in agriculture business management minoring Ooh. in horticulture and international agriculture slay yes. absolutely slay. how are you today caroline i'm doing good good just hanging out yeah yep um today's spontaneous fun fact what are some of your favorite study spots on campus do you want to go first or do you want me to go first you you go first because so you, you have some things in caps here and i want to hear why you're so excited <laughs> about them <laughs> um i would do the non-caps one <clears throat> first um so first one is the hub bookstore starbucks it's like a fake starbucks not a fake starbucks it's a starbucks but like no one knows about it yeah so the line is always so much more or less and it's just like hidden in the in the apple store and the um in the hub in the hub bookstore so that one's pretty good there's the Harry Potter room. I used to like that one a lot, and now I'm kind of like, mm, oh well. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Office of Student Equity and Diversity in Chambers. Um, okay. Oh, I have a lot of friends who, who go there, and also one of my friends from the gym goes there. So we just talk about climbing all the time. Oh, that's cool. Um, and also a lot of them, a lot of the staff members um, are from Latin American countries, and they will oftentimes speak Spanish to their students. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to like understand like what's going on and being like as I'm learning Spanish now, like my early in my early twenties, I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. Um, right. And then the Willard cubicles and the Willard voiceover room. The Willard cubicles downstairs are the cute are the cutest places. I don't know why, yeah. but they're blue and they're cute. Yeah, okay. This I was, is where I filmed you for the film project. Yes. yes. I didn't know where you were ta- talking about when you put that in the notes, mm-hmm. but I do love that area. It is so cool. And I love being like in enveloped by like one color. Like, yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's yeah. so f- nice. Um, And then also the Willard voiceover rooms. This is where we recorded episode, <laughs> episode <laughs> two in because we got kicked out of this room <laughs> because people have been coming in and messing with it not us but we had to go through the formal process of getting a room um but now we're finally in our two three mic studio actually um where we were able to have as much fun as we want mm-hmm. and hang out and have a good time period right. right um so yeah what are your favorite uh places macy so my favorite spot in general is the library mm-hmm. um i just i love the atmosphere in there mm-hmm. and like I also like the Harry Potter room. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, it's like a room. I mean, it looks like it's straight out of Harry Potter. It's it old, does. old wooden yeah. furniture, like large bookcases with mm-hmm. all these textbooks. Yeah. Um, and these lamps that when you turn them on, they're like yeah. glow green. Green. Yeah. yeah. They're very cool. Yeah. I, I love that room. I love 
studying in like silence like here's the thing though i've every time i go into the harry potter room these days <laughs> not to sound like a like an old geezer or anything <laughs> but these days i go in the room i sit down i usually get a bunch of work done and then people start talking to each other oh my gosh and it's like this is supposed to be a quiet room yeah where i'm supposed to sit and that- then literally like i was sitting with my with my friend from who's chemical engineering right now mm-hmm. and she she was fine she never gets distracted i don't know how the hell she does it but my little <laughs> brain just heard this whole table like behind us just oh, having yeah full-on conversations oh i zone into that yeah yeah i have auditory processing disorder how am i supposed to not zone into that it's like all i can hear is your conversation like can you also, please stop? Yeah, but you get some good tea out of it. Oh, for sure. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The tea is so good. I, like, will literally give up studying to listen to somebody yeah, else's conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that happened to me recently. I forget where, but I was, like, totally just not, like, mm-hmm. pretending like I was, mm-hmm. like, studying. Was not. Was mm-hmm. listening to other people. It was oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I also like this place downtown called Sowers. I need to go there. I was thinking about going there the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a great place to study. It's like a really warm and cozy mm-hmm. little restaurant. Yeah. Um, the walls are like red. So and like the lighting's a little dim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love the atmosphere in there. And everybody who works there is like the kindest person ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's, I, I definitely want to go there and visit it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, let's get right into our climbing news. today we have a article from climbing.com called did james pearson just establish the world's hardest trad route um so jane not james james pearson is a uh originally from the uk and now he's living in france with his wife um but he recently just did the first ascent of a route called bon voyage in Anot, france um and though he hasn't proposed his grade yet he believes that it might be his hardest grade to 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 date so i don't know exactly know what the the what the grading is that even like an on mountain project i'm on mountain project right now and it stops after e11 8c (laughs) (laughs) everything is five question mark after (laughs) um so basically too hard to grade yeah um (laughs) so yeah he basically puts it um oh sorry i didn't read this earlier the rap um Common.com says that it translates roughly to a 514R. Yeah. Um, so, yep, he um, made basically made this route. He spent a total of around 20 days on it um, starting in 2021. So, two, 20 days over two years, he's kind of been working on this route. Um, he ran the route on top rope first to figure out like what the exact placement of all of his protection should be. Um, and he definitely did a lot of preparation for it. Um, he had to do specific hangboard training and figure training for a really intense crux apparently in the, um, in the route. And he still haven't, hasn't given it a grade yet. Basically, you yeah. know why he hasn't given it a grade yes, yet? Yes, I do. It's because, uh, earlier in his career, he had graded something, um, way too difficult to. I think. It was I mean, too way easy. too easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way too easy for other climbers, supposedly. But anyways, yeah. it got downgraded. Um, mm-hmm. and basically, it got so bad that he had to move out of the UK and into mainland Europe. Pretty much. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I don't. His reputation after that was 
atrocious atrocious kind of ruined yeah Yeah. um so in 2008 he established a route called walk of life in england and he gave it a rating of 7a which is approximately 514 minus or 514 um in the yosemite decimal system and then some guy named daniel uh comes along or was it daniel was it dave it was dave dave macleod um comes along and he was like this is way too easy Mm -hmm. um it's it's an e9 and an e9 is roughly oh it's not giving me the right answers i hate this <laughs> um if i had to guess it would probably be something around like the the 511 yeah 512 range yeah. yeah um so yeah it, it, he definitely i feel bad for james because he like literally was like okay bye england like, yeah it's too much and i think it kind of i sometimes forget how nasty the climate community can be mm-hmm. it, can, <laughs> it can be it can yeah. get nasty yeah yeah um and i think definitely this is this is 2008 so still like when when climbing was kind of like its own thing mm-hmm. and kind of like that stereo like not stereotype but definitely um I don't know. It's not like the more friendly nature that it's kind of grown into today has, yeah. has not really been hashed out in the community yet. Mm-hmm. So I do feel kind of bad. Um, but right. yeah, because I feel like it was more so like before it became such a welcoming, inviting environment. It was more competitive. Mm-hmm. It was more like who can climb the hardest. Yeah, who's grading the hardest? Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I mean, since since then it's gotten to be a lot more yeah welcoming which is good definitely i agree um and then um so right now um he says that he's not proposed any grade for it but he definitely wants it any grade that he does propose to be simply that a proposal and not necessarily like this is the grade um he's still trying out some more difficult spots on it just to figure out like get a sense of what exactly the grading should be appropriate for it Mm -hmm. um but yeah hopefully we'll see soon kind of like what we see like what what the official grading is i would definitely looking at some of the pictures on on the article it definitely does not look like a nice trad route no it it looks looks very difficult it looks so bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i've never trad climbed i don't think you've trad climbed no i know emma has followed a trad route um but yeah i can't imagine like there must be so much really wacky difficulty difficult like grading with with trad because yeah it's it seems a lot more subjective than maybe like weed or right. even boulder you know yeah and i found it really interesting in the article how um he was talking about like how he had to you already said this but like train specific for specific parts of the climb yeah well a lot of people do that too like yeah. even adam andre like uh i forget for silence mm-hmm. i think a silence for adam andre like it was it took him so long and especially one of the moves in it was like a very intense like rest but it was with a knee bar where Ugh. his knee was like cranked and, yeah cranked <laughs> yeah um and literally had to go with the like, with the physical therapist through it and like wow. have the therapist like like mimic like how the climb would feel like throughout it was really mm-hmm. weird we have to you have to review that, that yeah definitely film. um but yeah but it's hopefully just, go ahead i was just gonna say it's just interesting how like different people have different strengths and while he might have to do like that finger strength training like somebody else might have to do a different type of training to yeah. try to overcome the route but yeah yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. it is really cool um all right otherwise though in our next news um we have reservations in fees in coeco basin not if access fund can help with it <laughs> um so our good old friends from the access fund are once again being our our heroes we love them love um so in june of 2022 the bureau of land management not black lives matter um (laughs) thank you carolyn (laughs) 
<laughs> sometimes like obviously i know like whenever i'm looking at one of these articles i know it's the business or the bureau of land management yeah 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 but i know someone's out there being like look at black lives matter <laughs> f***ing up things again it's like, like betty bro. shut up like yeah betty shut up it's yeah. the bureau of land management like, no, try, try again girl <laughs> try <like>. again <laughs> um so basically in june of 2021 the blm comes together and they just propose a management plan um for coleco basin which is um basically home to a lot of accessible red rock in uh, Nevada. Um, the plan involves um, basically putting in a fee and reservation system, um, basically meaning that any climber that wants to come onto Coleco Basin has to not only pay a fee to be able to climb there, um, but also has to um, schedule a time, and there's only like, limited reservations per day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Southern Nevada Climbing Coalition, uh, the SNCC, with the help of the Access Fund, has, quote, stepped in to help the climbing community have a voice in these management decisions. Um, so Macy, are, you obviously haven't climbed too much out here. <laughs> yes, we're gonna get more into this later. But um, basically, at least here in Pennsylvania, there aren't many places where we have to even get like reserved times. Oh, and I yeah. know this is very popular amongst the national parks. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it takes a lot for the national parks to be able to um, have the resources to be able to hire staff and manage the land in a responsible right. manner. Um, but it also probably takes a lot of management to be able to like the walkways or, mm-hmm. you know, um, some of the paths. Yeah, maintain yeah. the land. Um, so usually national parks will require people to either reserve a time or um, I'm not sure about paying a fee. It mm-hmm. might differ from park to park, but I definitely know, especially in Yosemite Valley, um, Reserving a time is usually really mm-hmm. a big key factor because the last thing a lot of what a lot of these um what a lot of these park rangers want is for multiple people to come in and then eventually end up you know unintentionally bushwhacking, right, which is destroying right. the environment. Right. Um. So pretty much according to this article, um, or according to Chris Winter, um, who is the executive director of the Access Fund. Um, he says, quote, the reservation systems are a good way to limit the number of visitors in a given area on a given day, but they do not reduce the overall people wanting to use the outdoors and therefore often fail to consider the impact on the total conservation area. Um, so basically what they're saying is that, yes, reservation systems are a good idea, especially mm-hmm. to, you know, limit visitors and especially can help prevent, like, I guess, unintentional bush. Yeah, foot traffic. Mm-hmm. But after, like... I, I think he brings up a good point here, which is basically saying, like, this doesn't reduce the, the, the amount of people who want to use the outdoors. Right. Um, and I think, especially, like, as we're climbers, like, talking about going to the outside, it is always, always, always our main, like, responsibility and our duty to main, like, to... To, to leave no trace right, right yeah it, we can want to use the outdoors all we want but at the end of the day it should fall under the individual's responsibility um to to respect the land if that makes any sense yeah um so apparently during coleco ba- apparently in coleco basin um during the pandemic um the business land management business Bureau of Land Management, <laughs> business, the Bureau of Land Management, um, without public input, impro- um, imposed a reservation system for the Loop Road, which is adjacent to Coleco Basin. Um, but Coleco Basin um, saw a rise in visitor traffic, and uh, basically, it had a lot of Im- impacts on the land. Uh, but the reservation system, according to the article, also had a negative impact on climbers, particularly the local ones. 
Um, quote, it took away a degree of spontaneity from the experience to the locals out there, said Jim mm. George, George Jordan, executive director of the SNCC. He continued on in saying, quote, um, how it was implemented brought on a lot of shock to the climbing community and the blanket coverage was alarming. Our biggest fear here is that the land managers make an overwhelming, far-reaching decisions instead of nuanced ones. Um, I do kind of agree with that as well, because especially yeah. with climbing trips, like, and Mace will kind of talk about this, like, a little bit out later, but when you go outdoors, like, you have to make sure, like, the weather's good, or right. that you have to make sure that the conditions are right, or that everybody's available to go, mm-hmm. whose car can hold all the crash pads, you know, <laughs> and all the, the, all the gear that we need, right? So these, uh, like, these kind of trips that a lot of climbers who climb outside go on are usually very spontaneous, right? ranging from anywhere between 48 hours to... An hour before leaving, hey guys, do you want to go to Kaliko Basin? Do you want to go to Donation? Do you yeah. want to go to Hunters? You know, stuff like that. And, um, and having that reservation is like really limits you. In yeah, that, and you I know? imagine like even though it wants to help people from the outdoors, I I imagine too some people would probably reserve reserve a spot and kind of walk up and see the cliffs, but they wouldn't be able to climb them because they're not climbers or right. they could be hikers. You know, yeah. I'm not to say that like they shouldn't have, they should not be able to go through the views, but they shouldn't. There has to be a more nuanced system, mm-hmm. which I agree with with George Jordan on this. I do too. Yeah. Um. So, this, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this. Um, is like, as you said, this. Honestly, this article kind of came as a surprise to me because yeah. we don't deal with this here really. <laughs> like, we can make that decision an hour before, and we can go out and we mm-hmm. can just climb. And there's lots of climbing around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but like. I understand where they're coming from in yeah. making that reservation system mm-hmm. because of having that foot traffic and caring about the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, as a climber, I feel like people know it's their responsibility to take care of the environment Yeah, because you are being at, like somewhat invasive yeah. of the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, yeah. So right now, um, not much has really happened yet, uh, but the Access Fund has stepped in to help and support the N- the SNCC. Um, the article says, quote, should the BLM decide to move forward with the fee and reservation system, it will start a 18-month trial period where the six months only include a fee and the following 12 recruit will need a fee and reservation. Um but reservations will only be required on weekends and holidays. So it seems like even like okay. the the BLM is kind of like, mm, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Do you know how much the fees are? I have no the idea. Article, the okay. article never says. Um, yeah. But knowing knowing how traditionally fees are, it could be anywhere ranging from probably like five to twenty dollars. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, so hopefully, though, the Access Fund and the SNCC will be able to kind of keep these this reservation and fee system off. Mm-hmm. Um, if not the reservations, I would at least want to see the fees. I don't see why uh, there yeah. should be a fee to go climb something outside uh, that's in been nature. there for thousands of years. Yeah, <laughs> that if it wasn't a national park, you could yeah. just go to. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't pay to just be out, like go outside somewhere. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? I think that's all. Just that I hope that it becomes a better system for everyone mm-hmm. um, with with that news. Yeah, me as well. Hopefully it becomes a better system. All right, on to our weekly accident. So, 
as soon as this ad stops loading (laughs) (laughs) basically climbing.com and i didn't know this either climbing.com asks for people to submit their their um their whipping their whipping videos yeah. they call them weekend whippers i think that's, i didn't know this <laughs> yeah, i didn't know that either um so we've just first off want to say uh, if you guys any of our people listening have any uh whipper videos or information <laughs> or lessons learned from from whipping um send them to our friend at climbing.com his name is anthony walsh um that is a walsh at outside inc.com that's a w a l s h at symbol um Wow, I can't spell. Sorry. Um, <laughs> O-U-T-S-I-D-E-I-N-C dot com. Um, so, yeah. Basically, this video, um, because it's getting extremely freaking warm here. Yeah. At Penn State. Unusually. Dude, if, have you seen the... Did you see... I sent you... No, no I asked you if you've seen the, the hub. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. didn't, but I mm-hmm. saw um, pictures of it on Instagram. Yeah, dude. Insane. People are like, I like suntanning. Yeah, in tank tops. I know. Playing oh volleyball. God. And like, you know how many spike ball things I saw? Oh my gosh, probably oh so many. Oh my God. Dude, I wanted yeah. to. I I had to go to. I had to do something that day. I think I had to go to work <laughs> or something. But I remember just being like, I want to go outside so bad. Yeah, right now, and this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I sat mm-hmm. by the library outside because I was like, Ooh. it was real. It was a good vibe. That is a good because all the sun mm-hmm. hits. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was mm-hmm. sitting out on the lawn. There was nobody else around. Mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah. Oh, you wish you would. <laughs> oh, you wish you had all this space. Meanwhile, today it's so cold. I know. I'm like, it's windy and, and depressing. It is. But the weather is getting warm super quick, which means it's almost time to head outside again for those weekend crag climbs. Um, just like we did with ice season, we kind of wanted to cover a story that highlights um, risk management for the upcoming season. So as we're going outside, this is a daily reminder. Wear a helmet, please. Oh, um, yes. Wear, wear your helmets. Macy, we're going to review, kind of have like a live <laughs> reaction to this article. Um, it involves a video yeah. of this guy trad climbing um, with his friend. Um, so we'll see kind of what exactly is going on. You guys should watch with us. You should. <laughs> They're just trad climbing, having a good time. Wait, can I see the computer? Oh, shoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Her, like, head goes into the rocks. Yes. Correct. So, basically what happens, um, as you can see, is that basically some pieces pop from the... Does it, does it, yeah, some, some pieces pop, and basically the climber does not end up hitting the wall, but his belayer ends up hitting the wall. Yeah. Um, and this is not kind of uncommon at all, especially when you go outdoors. Typically in gyms, even if you're lead climbing, you know, Mm -hmm. we usually have like the friction wraps and everything. But I think outside, even if you're top roping, like you should always be wearing a helmet. I agree. Um, So, yeah, let's kind of dive in a little bit more to this story a little bit. Um, So trad routes, obviously a lot more margin for error. Mm -hmm. You have to be a little bit precise. Just like we talked about earlier with James Pearson and how much prep work he had to do for climbing Bon Voyage. Um, Climbing, trad climbing is no different. You know, you're going to have to do a lot of preparation. You're going to have to be really comfortable taking lead falls and be really comfortable with placing equipment and like knowing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically this, this young man uh, named Eric Marks was diligent, um, and he was climbing, uh, si- I don't know if this is Siley's or Kylie's, Kylie's Dickin, <laughs> which is a 512 trad, uh, 512R, and the Sean and Gunks uh, in New York. Um, 
Eric said that he first did the the the, the route via top rope, um, and it was first led by Hugh Her in nineteen eighty. So it is a so it is not a very commonly done pitch, um, but hey, I mean, go shit for happens. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aquarium. Uh, Mark told climbing quote Neither of us anticipated that I would fall to the height that her head was, and absolutely boot her into the edge of the flake. End quote. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, his friend Sabrina, um, was belaying him, and pretty much, you know, only had only suffered from a bump and a bruise. Thankfully, okay, yeah, um, that's good. But definitely, I think this is kind of something that's not really talked too much about in the climbing community. Where, yeah, so it's important for your for your climber to wear a helmet, you know, mm-hmm. because like you can flip upside down and get hit with stuff. But I think it's also very important for your belayer to wear a helmet too. I totally agree, mm-hmm. and like it's very apparent from this video. Video, mm-hmm. just the unpredictability of yeah. the rock placement mm-hmm. like she i mean she pretty much went straight into an arete like yeah 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 pretty much i'm like one of the things that we kind of look at too with like weed climbing especially if you're multi-pitching outdoors is like with arets and with ledges like you have to be so careful yeah. with leaving appropriate amounts of slack where the climber may have a potential a much larger fall but the last thing you wanted to do is for them to deck right mm-hmm. and I think even too they did a pretty good job. Sabrina was actually anchored into the wall, which I didn't even realize when I was originally oh. watching the video. Yeah, you can kind of see something kind of pulling into her. Um, so that was like a good preventative step that they, that they took. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't have lots of slack out either. It it just looks like it's kind of like what we talked about with April Lynn's accident last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, whereas it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of unpreventable freak like someone just slipped. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, what and else? What else are you thinking? Like, I, I think it's, um like, we don't really see, you can't really practice for this indoors. Yeah, no. Like, the way that she hit the wall, yeah. the way that it happened, mm-hmm. the, the build of the rocks, like, you just don't see that indoors, so there's yeah. just no way really to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. So, it is hard to think that that's going to happen because you don't mm-hmm. think that it's going to happen so i understand why she's not wearing a helmet yeah but at the mm-hmm. same time like seeing stuff like this makes you realize oh i do need to wear a helmet yeah yeah so. definitely um so yeah overall um the article later says at the end quote all in all marks concluded it was a quote high impact fall with low impact consequences phew thankfully thankfully yes, yes. um so uh, eric and sabrina we hope that you're both doing well Thank Absolutely. you for submitting this to Climbing.com so that way we can look at it. <laughs> um, all right. So, the camping ramen of this episode. I love that title. I love camping ramen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it so much. Um, things we want to try yes. that involve climbing. This excites me so much. Uh huh. Do you want to go first? I kind of do. Okay. Okay. What or I guess Macy, what were your original thoughts when I when I kind of proposed this idea for for the podcast? Yeah, when I heard this idea, um, honestly, so this is really good because it made me think. Like it made me think. It I made used th- my brain. <laughs> for once, I used my brain. No, <laughs> no. I just mean like for for me it's very easy to fall into a routine with climbing mm-hmm. i go to the gym monday wednesday friday i do my schoolwork the other week. days <laughs> three days a week um but like 
thinking about this made me realize I have trips that I want to take. Yeah. I want to broaden my horizons with climbing. Mm -hmm. I want to meet more people who do different disciplines of climbing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I really enjoyed thinking about this. Because I was like, I just want to experience new things. Yeah. Like, let me me not fall into this routine. Let me go out and explore a bit. Mm -hmm. So. All right. In that case, you start out first. Okay. So, I have quite a few bullet points here. You do. But. (laughs) (laughs) um, So, we'll just start at the top. So, I would like to in general climb outdoors more Mm -hmm. but um more specifically i want to climb more in our area Mm -hmm. um as well as create like a camping trip out of that that's that's where we got the title of this. i know i know and <laughs> also like you said camping trip and there's for the longest time ever since me and emma started this podcast we, we did something very similar with the exec board mm-hmm. um every year i'm thinking that the climbing club exec board will be having a uh, uh an annual like fall camping. trip yeah this is where it's just the climbing exec board this year we went to um where did we go we went to annapolis rocks in maryland mm-hmm. um and we're all that was like one of the most fun we like we have ever done yeah and we're already looking at like a summer trip. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So fun. But I wanted to do a crowd gals one where it's like absolutely. Me, yeah. Yeah. I would love to <laughs> do gonna that. We're going to be busy this summer. <laughs> yes. Rock climbing queens this summer. Yes. Um, but looking into some good places in the area are donation. Obviously, mm-hmm. very close to here. Very, we have to go to donation. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely very popular. So in the state college area, um, Mount Gretna is a place near me. Okay, um, I've never heard of Mount Gretna. Yeah, I did. At that was the one time I've gone climbing outdoors. That's mm-hmm. where I went. Oh, okay. Um, and I did this little outdoor competition called Governor's Dick. Um, and it was just like a little bouldering comp. Like oh. it was, it was really fun. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, some really impressive people there. Mm-hmm. I really, that was like my first little taste of the outdoor climbing community. And mm-hmm. I was like, I could get used to this. Yes. Like, I like it. Yes. Um, Michelle state. I Forest. actually have a purple lizard maps for Michelle. I think. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You want to borrow it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, and then also Whiskey Springs, a mm-hmm. um, little more southeast. Yeah, so I would love to go there. I mean, I could name places that it's close to, but you probably won't recognize any of them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I am trying to do the best that I can now mm-hmm. at, ever since I've had this realization mm-hmm. and just learn about places in the area. Yeah. Um, and Carolyn's going to make fun of me, but I just found out this great new website that everybody's never heard of before called Mountain Project. <laughs> I found it so funny. She was like, have you ever heard of Mountain Project? I was like, excuse like, me? Honey. <laughs> I was like, how, so, how the f*** do you not know a Mountain Project? <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, I had a grand old time <laughs> just like zooming into places on the map, on the Pennsylvania map, and just like clicking on all the bouldering spots mm-hmm. reading all the names some of them are super funny which i love um they're very funny yeah oh my god i love i love bouldering round names just, just kind of looking at a couple i just clicked on the one for state college uh-huh. already i have um i have recovery uh alcoholic recovery yes i recovery saw that one cave <laughs> um coral or quarrel um seaweed mm-hmm. lowering the bar mm-hmm. beer milkshake um <laughs> The first church of appliantology. Oh my god. <laughs> Blockhead Traverse. Three amigos. <laughs> Blockhead. Triple A. Yeah. Uh, v Easy. <laughs> yep. 
Lightning Crack is mm-hmm. one. Um, there was another one called Bob Dylan Does Drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's some. There's just some great names, mm-hmm. and I love it. So super, super looking forward to this summer. Yes, and just going outdoors Definitely. as much as I can. Dude, even like the next weekend where it's warm. Yeah, you and I are going out. We're doing it. We're, we're taking some crash pads mm-hmm. and we're going out there. And we're leaving. We're, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting on the road. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you want to do, yeah. Mace? I well, this kind of goes hand in hand with that, but also climbing outdoors out west because mm-hmm. that seems like a totally different scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, other than some outdoor stuff, I would really, 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 really love to try a kilter board. Mm-hmm. And Me I as well. don't know. I mean, I just need to do some research, but I don't know where there is one close to here. Do you know of any? Um, there was one when we went to Sport Rock, I think. Okay, or something. Around here, because maybe in Pittsburgh. Oh, probably in Pittsburgh. Probably in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just love the concept of having a fixed board. Yeah. Like a set wall, mm-hmm. and it just lights up a million different routes for you. Yeah. And you can pick mm-hmm. um, difficulty. You can pick... You know what style of climb you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. It sounds like a great way to train. Yeah. Um, it, and you it, also get to share things too. Yeah. Because you can like make your own routes and then share them like on the kilter board app. Yeah, on the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interactive. Mm-hmm. So fun. It's different. Like I use the scatter wall, the spray yeah, wall yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's it's not the same. Yeah, and it doesn't change as frequently either. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very mm-hmm. excited to hopefully be doing that one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last couple. Th- couple things here on my list um one of them visit new gyms with different Mm -hmm. styles of climbing Mm -hmm. even like within bouldering yeah um so like for example like going to a comp style gym Mm -hmm. um like here at climb nittany and Mm -hmm. also at my home gym at climbnasium there's hardly like any 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 way for me to practice comp style anything Mm -hmm. and so like for us we have you know uh, the competitions that we go to with the Penn State climbing team here. Yeah. Like our next one is divisionals. It's going to mm-hmm. be all comp style. Yeah. So like I would really love to go somewhere where I can practice that and like mm-hmm. have a bit better of chances. Yeah. <laughs> likely. Mm-hmm. So um, that's definitely a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you climbed at many comp style gyms? Before? No, not really. The, yeah. I think the closest thing that comes to it is, is sport rock. Yeah. Um, but my... The, not my gym, but a gym that I go to back home in Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, North Summit Climbing Gym. Okay. And it's the most old school sandbagged <gasps> gym that I've ever been to that it's hardcore outdoor style. Um, take me, take me, take me. <laughs> you should come. You should come. I would I think, love to. I was just like, you were just saying this and I was like, Macy would probably love North Summit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's literally the next thing on my list. Mm-hmm. List, I said, especially older gyms. Yeah. Because I. It's been around since the early 90s. Oh my God. I Gosh. I like Climnasium has the number one spot in my heart. Like that gym is my everything. <laughs> it's old school. The people there have been climbing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, it's hard to explain. Like I, I'm sure people have their own versions of this wherever they are. It's yeah. Just, just if you can go to an old school climbing gym, because to me they're the best. Oh yeah. And like when we went to Boulder Yard for one of our competitions, it reminded me so much of Climnasium, mm-hmm. and, and I just felt so at home. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I would love to go there. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> 
And the last thing on my list is I want to go to a climbing gym in Japan. I want to go to a climbing. Oh my god, I've been wanting <laughs> to go to Japan for so long. Uh huh. Did I tell you? Do you know that I took Japanese for five years? What? Yeah, I, I Carolyn. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, I took <laughs> Japanese all throughout high school. Oh my god. And then I originally double majored in it for college, and then wow. I was like, this is really hard. Yeah. So yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I can speak a little bit of Japanese. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you guys have ever looked into climbing gyms in Japan, it's just such a different style. It's a very different style. It is here. Yeah. They have a whole different grading system, too. I didn't even know that. I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but a lot of their walls are, I would say, like, more of the compi style stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, also, they have a lot of very populated looking spray walls yeah like scatter mm-hmm. walls yep that are packed tight and i've never experienced that mm-hmm. yeah so apparently um japanese have a we have the v scale we have the vermin scale mm-hmm. um france has the fontainebleau scale and um the scale in in japan is called the uh thank you um so v zero would be like a six q um and that's not like q that's like k y k y u u which is q okay Mm -hmm. interesting interesting and very interesting i did not know that oh yeah but i definitely want to go to like climbing jumps in japan and just see like what the overall like climbing scene is there Mm -hmm. because it seems like such a strange hub for climbing to really thrive and grow But definitely a place where we want to look into. For sure. And, and, and try out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Carolyn? I want to try multi-pitching. <laughs> <laughs> I want to learn multi-pitching so bad. Um, It's so f***ing expensive. Yeah. And But it definitely, I would much rather learn how to do everything myself as compared to hiring a guide. Maybe that's just a trauma response. <laughs> but regardless, I want to learn how to multi-pitch by myself yeah. and just be able to go outside and climb big things. Yeah big you i want to climb big boys <laughs> i want to scare I all my friends boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the correct song <laughs> yes it was <laughs> the SZA song oh my god i found out yesterday that macy loves SZA. i do i didn't know this <laughs> um yeah but yeah i definitely want to go and figure out how to do multi-pitching so i can like scare my friends by showing them all the cool <laughs> instagram reels and stuff like that right um but yeah and then i also want to try ice climbing i've just been obsessed with the figure Mm -hmm. four and the figure nine i know you are (laughs) i was like she you wrote this and i was like that's so carolyn of her so carolyn (laughs) i don't know i'm i'm fully convinced that one day i'm going i'm going to show out in a competition because i know how to figure i know how to do a figure four and Mm -hmm. on this route where there's no feet and you have to go up somehow (laughs) and it's overhung and it's nasty i can just pull out a nice little figure four Uh uh-huh and and everybody's like oh oh my my god God." yeah exactly and the figure nine too i feel like one day that'll be useful oh yeah um and it also opens up the the possibility of climbing in winter so like obviously like climbing you can't climb outside in the winter unless you want to like kill yourself but (laughs) 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 you know like it's just not like an ideal right so i'd much rather like be in my nice little snow pants (laughs) be in my nice little boots with my crampons and just hack it into the ice i would not ice lead though i don't think i would isolate that's scary yeah that's terrifying yeah that's Mm-mm. i do not want to get stabbed in the leg by my own tools Ooh, no. no 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 Mm-mm. but i do want to build on this by saying that i saw this video on instagram mm-hmm. literally just this morning like mm-hmm. before we filmed this guy um had a snowboard 
on Ooh. in a in his backpack. Uh huh. And he was ice climbing, and he climbed to the top, top. of the mountain and snowboarded down. Oh my god! Yeah. That's like that's like that's like the skiing equivalent of like when you need to get like really high off in the mountain and uh-huh. it's not accessible. You go by helicopter. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And you'd like drop down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I telling you this? You're also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's I, so cool i didn't I, think about that yeah yeah so i actually have a lot of friends at home that um will like at my little like home mountain like ski mountain they will like um put their skis in a backpack yeah and then snowshoe to the top of the yeah, mountain yeah i've yeah. heard of that yeah mm-hmm. and ski down and get like first tracks in the morning mm-hmm. so like kind of similar to that mm-hmm. and like put your skis in your backpack ice climb up ski down mm-hmm. sounds so fun yeah exactly it yeah. sounds way more accessible <laughs> yeah um another thing too that i want to definitely try is deep water soloing i don't know why I d- i'm a I mm, I'm a coward. I'm not gonna do no fucking the free solo, but I will jump into some water. If I see some water below me, I'm gonna be like, boop. Yeah, yeah. It just it seems. Oh, go ahead. Takes away the fear factor. Exactly. Yeah. It takes away the fear factor. And also, I feel like I love the beach. Mm. I used to hate the beach. I used to be like like as edgy as Anakin Skywalker with the beach. <laughs> I it. I hate sand. I hate. Shit. I yeah. love swimming though. Oh, Absolutely for sure. Adore swimming and. Um, oh, this is another thing I forgot to add on. I'm going to add on later. But, like, I just, like, love the idea of, like, swimming in the ocean, mm-hmm. having a good time. <laughs> and why not add the two together? Why not add yeah. my two favorite hobbies together? Absolutely. Swimming in the ocean and rock climbing. climbing. Yeah. Boom. Done. <laughs> Take my old shoes that have holes in, the, in, that have right. holes in them and just go climb. Exactly. Exactly. That fun sounds fun so body. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love and that. the thing that I forgot to add to the notes was cross training with climbing. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So I definitely want to try. Right now, I'm actually cross training climbing with swimming. Yes. It's how, really fun. How is that? It's going so fun. Yay. I'm, I climbed, or no, I didn't climb. Um, Well, I did climb, but I swam two days this week and like I got, I got nothing. I got a sports bra. I got my swim trunks, <laughs> no goggles, no cap. And I'm just like going out there. Yeah. Right. My technique is horrible. My balance is so <laughs> bad. My cardiovascular stuff is so bad, uh-huh. but we're vibing. We're having well, a good time. And that's how you, like, swimming is very much, I mean, all sports, but, like, mm-hmm. swimming, you you really have to, like, build up yeah. to it. Like, you yeah. can't just go out and swim a bunch. Like, mm-hmm. it definitely takes a while to build up, like, that mm-hmm. lung yeah. capacity. Well, I've always, like, generally been, been a really good swimmer, mm-hmm. um, but I've never really, like, done any type of like competitive swimming or anything okay, yeah yeah just kind of like swam for fun yeah i've always kind of like the idea of free diving Ooh. um but that's scary what exactly is free, free diving? diving is like when you try to, to to dive like as deep as you can without any type of air supply. oh right mm-hmm. oh my god you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's or a like, no for me <laughs> or like just in general like like staying under for as like staying under the water for as long as you can without mm-hmm. oxygen so like we're talking the average free diver i have no idea how much it is but if i had to guess it would be average breath holds are between two two and three minutes mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah i'm uh, like have you seen people like like meditate underwater that's it's crazy i'm yeah. not gonna do that i feel like i forget <laughs> i feel like i forget to breathe <laughs> forget to come back up yeah i forget to come back up <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah and then another sport that i want to possibly cross train with climbing is jujitsu absolutely I that would love jujitsu <laughs> so much it's my favorite martial art probably nice mm-hmm. ha- what's your like experience with martial arts so i did karate for six years um 
Wait, did I? I think I knew that. I feel like you did know this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did karate that. for six years. I also did karate for a very long time. Right, we talked about this. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I did karate for six years, and then after that, I didn't really do too much martial arts. Okay. But I've... I think a lot of my friends would kind of describe me if, as having like the, either like the mama bear personality or generally like the just general like very protective type mm-hmm. personality and I'm definitely of the mindset where it's like I'd much rather be like uh this is gonna sound so cringy I'm so sorry <laughs> I'd much rather be like uh, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war okay and so yeah I'd much rather like if I ever like I'd much rather die happy knowing I never had to use any type of like self-defense mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd, I'd rather if I need the self-defense and use it you have the skill set yeah for I got it. the skill yeah. set for it yeah um, but for train for, for climbing definitely do people who do jujitsu or any type of wrestling or grappling have so oh, much yeah. grip strength mm-hmm. and just general very good body awareness and agility and agility and, and endurance yeah girl <laughs> mm. you imagine. have to go do jujitsu sometime yeah for sure mm-hmm. I would love to mm-hmm. like absolutely love to like imagine combining like jujitsu swimming and climbing like you unstoppable. would be unstoppable and also like gymnastics too I wanted to do gymnastics like recently I've had mm-hmm. the want to do gymnastics and mm-hmm. it's because I climb like I yeah. feel like I have the ability I mean I did gymnastics when I was young oh did you okay. I did I yeah. know this yeah for a long long time actually mm-hmm. there's many sports i did for a long time i was <laughs> you're one of those unsettled kids. athletic child <laughs> but <laughs> is that a trope like I are there people who are like that i, I don't know i don't know either. i was just a very busy busy kid i see I but see. if you know what i mean but yeah. like yeah so i did gymnastics for a long time and like i see how it correlates to climbing yeah and i would and there are some people who climb here that are also do gymnastics, gymnastics here yeah and i notice how like the movements they do are enhanced They're by gymnastics so aware by like yeah. their body positioning and mm-hmm. also just naturally very strong because of calisthenics right yeah that's it's like crazy. body weight movements i'm like that's uh-huh. exactly what you need for this uh-huh so, yeah i'm about to crazy stuff yeah about to get into gymnastics <laughs> She said bye, guys. <laughs> um, but overall, that's all we really have. I mean, I can't yeah. really think of any others off the top of my head that I really want to do with climbing. Maybe sleep on a portal edge. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. You do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I sent one of my like my pictures, uh, one of my friends, a reel on Instagram of like these like Spanish guys climbing. Mm-hmm. And they were sleeping on their portal edge. Yeah. My friend's like, how are they not dead? Like those <laughs> tiny little strings. And I was like, those tiny little strings can hold like 10 elephants. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're like, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. Any Anything else to add? I don't think so. I think we're good. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean. So just put that on the schedule for this weekend and i think we'll be set. <laughs> i wish dude, if i wasn't working this weekend i'd be like hunters let's go all right Love overall it. i think that's our episode today yay thank you guys so much for listening um we talked about uh did james pearson just establish the world's hardest trad route we don't know james pearson doesn't know he's trying to figure it out <laughs> but it's bon voyage and, uh, and, and our friends so go mm-hmm. bon voyage you know <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's ever listened to the to the musical Anything Goes, that's an inside joke. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also talked about um, reservations and fees in Coleco Basin. Not if the Access Fund can help it. <laughs> um, our good old friends and heroes at the um, Access Fund and coordination and mostly being you know kind of assist, assisting the um, South Dakota climbers. 
community, which is the SNCC, um, trying to stop the um, b- uh, Bureau for Land Management um, to stop fees and reservations from being implemented there. Mm-hmm. Um, our weekly accident was called uh, the Weekend Whipper, which is why Belair should always wear a helmet, featuring um, the listeners, um, Eric, not listeners, but the readers of Climbing Magazine, Eric and Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Um, we're glad that you guys are doing okay, and please wear a helmet if y'all are going outside. Um, and then also the Camping Ramen of this episode, Things We Want to Try in Climbing. Overall, I think that's it. I think that's all. That's all. Keep on climbing. Over. <laughs> you have to say over and out, Macy. <laughs> Macy comes on, and she <laughs> earlier today she was like, she was like, wait, I feel like I'm gonna make a movie, and she's like, Shh, can you hear me? <laughs> you coffee? Shh, over. Shh. Over and out. Okay. Shh. Over and out. <laughs> Bye, guys. Rock on.